2: Hello, everybody! Happy Monday to you, February twelfth, twenty twenty-four. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export ninety-six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Just one of the worst Mondays of the year—the Monday after the Super Bowl. I, I think anybody in the sports world, and even people not totally into sports would would agree with that. it's It's really hard to have Monday or Super Bowl Sunday be one of the be the premier sporting day in America and then just tell everybody like the next morning you got to get back up and, and go to work. So it's one of the worst Mondays of the year. That first Monday back after the holidays where it's your first full week, that's also really bad. Uh, but this one's up there. this one's probably to some people the worst. So welcome in especially when UK basketball blows a, another game that they absolutely had to, to win, makes the Monday even worse. But we did get a, a fun Super Bowl. At halftime, we weren't, we weren't so sure. We, it wasn't the most exciting game ever, even throughout the third quarter, not the most exciting game ever. But the end delivered in a big way. And it will be a memorable one for many, many reasons. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the Cats. We'll talk about all of it. We'll talk about Thornton's. Get your texts into the Thornton's text line. Stop at Thornton's and enjoy enjoy everything. Make this Monday a little bit better with the Thornton's. Nick Roush, how are you? What's up?
1: Yeah, you're. you're this is a Thornton's Monday morning. Like, you just... You got to hit the hard reset button after uh, a tough, difficult weekend. Just stop one on your thorns. Grab a, a donut, a wide willy, what we call them. So good, so tasty. I like the maple ones, too. Those are great. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's Fat Tuesday, so you might as well, right? Go ahead, double down, um, because, man, you're right, TJ. It was such a great Super Bowl, and I just wanted to – I, I could have stayed up all night just like, Kind of basking in the glow of the Super Bowl, like it was. It was an exciting game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I like now too that ESPN just has Chris Berman on the field after the game, interviewing people. That 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 that, that, that makes for a nice little post game treat um, to kind of come down off that high because then also, even though there was the way the game ended, it it, it felt like there was supposed to be more right like you they, they went back and forth and then oh my gosh there's three seconds left in overtime Melling's spot open touchdown I I initially was like why I didn't realize that they would have just kept playing because the chiefs retained possession did not know they would have just gone to a second overtime so uh, that part fascinated me. I, I learned more about a new rule um, I ate a lot of food I ate a, we had two different taco dips we had a buffalo chicken dip. And we had uh, some chicken wings, some boneless chicken wings. So it was a nice spread. How was how was the Sunday spread at the Walker House?
2: It was great. Uh, it, and no, no complaints. You got a ball out for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw that you were eating ribs before as like an appetizer. That's how you know you're really getting into a healthy, fun meal is when you got the ribs as an appetizer. Just something light and fun. We had... Uh, we, we did most, we had a bunch of different stuff, but mostly wings was the main. But the fun thing about what we did is we had a ton of different sauces, and I had a little brush, a little food brush, and I could like paint what sauce I wanted on the different wings. So it was a, I don't know, probably tried four, six different sauces, mixed some together. Uh, so it was enjoyable. So the food was good, ate a lot of it, don't feel as good this morning. That's all right scoots i need to hear about your super bowl sunday Uh, we we were coming off sickness in our household so we took it easy relatively but it was still a really fun super bowl sunday got a lot of stuff around the house done that i needed to that's that's how you know you're old that that's a enjoyable super bowl sunday scoots i need to hear about yours though what were you up to how are you doing how's life what's new
0: uh, Tell su- us about it. Super Bowl was really good, although I am admittedly pretty tired tonight. I, I'm kind of like Roush. I felt like I could stay up all night. And, guys, admittedly, that stupid freaking DoorDash promo code got the best of me. I stayed up until probably 11.45 trying to crack that guy, and it, it was due at 11.59. So about 11.45, I was like, all right, you know what? I give up. I had it wrote all down on a piece of paper, and I submitted it. Everything from the commercial, and I was 29% right. And then I realized you have to add all the crap from the credits that they ran as well. And I was like, I just I don't have time for this, so I gave up on it. But yeah, Doordash got the best of me last night. I was trying to win me a couple cars, some Reese's, you know, all the all the fun stuff that we saw in the Super Bowl last night. But all in all, it was a it was a fun game. I I was not sure that it was gonna be a fun game. Kind of like you mentioned, TJ. It was it was kind of boring. The whole first half, first quarter was definitely boring. Third quarter started to heat up a little bit, and then the fourth quarter was just bananas. It was it was awesome. I don't. I'm. I was happy that we got an overtime for the Super Bowl. Although my sleep schedule did not like that. So, but I mean, right, it was it wasn't even the overtime that did it. It was that stupid DoorDash commercial. Damn it. We're we're knee deep into the Super Bowl
2: conversation. So if you're a, just Full disclosure: we'll we'll get into the cats in segment two, and once we get into the cats, likely going to be staying in the cats. So we're going to be talking UK, I promise. But it looks like we're starting with Super Bowl. It's just the way it went. It just ended like ten hours ago. So we're gonna. That's what we're gonna get. Not even ten hours ago, really, eight hours not ago. Eight, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what we're gonna get into here to start, Scoots. And also, a thing, we'll get into this too, but the thing at halftime is they're acting like the 49ers were up like 24 points. I was like, oh my, they were just hammering the Chiefs. I was like, they're only down a touchdown. It's the Super Bowl. Has anybody watched an NFL game before? Teams come back all the time. I could not believe the overreaction to the Chiefs being down seven measly points at halftime. Anyway, Scoots, I bet there's a lot of people out there like me that are saying, what the hell are you talking about with DoorDash? I didn't. I didn't see any. They were doing a contest, or they were doing a game. Really? I saw them tweeting a bunch of stuff, but no. Yeah, I That's. And again, I wasn't. I was kind of flipping back and forth between the Nickelodeon broadcasts and the regular broadcasts, and we were. You know, Lucy was up for part of it, and then there was bedtime during part of it. So I wasn't totally glued into all the commercials. So yeah, this is all foreign to me. Explain the Doordash thing, please.
0: So, Roush, Roush you're familiar with it, right? You saw it. I think you're. You're muted. He may be frozen.
1: Anyways, oh, I'm muted. I got Scoots. you. Oh,
0: sorry. Did you you saw the commercial though, Roush? Right?
1: Yeah, I didn't like. I saw the promo code, but I I thought it was. I, I did not know there was actually something that you could potentially win from that. Yeah. So, so they yeah I,
0: they teased it at at the beginning, and it was like all the ads, 2024, DoorDash or whatever, and then if you watch the commercial, it just keeps rolling. And it mentions every sponsor, and there's all these dashes and apostrophes and question marks in there. So I made sure I started the commercial, and I kept pausing it to make sure I had all the right question marks, apostrophes, all that in the right place. And then it was all the advertisers for the Super Bowl. There was Reese's, there was peanut butter M&M's, there was BMW i5, all the sponsors that you could imagine that you saw last night at the commercials. So, it was all them strung together, and you had to type in the whole promo code, and they were going to pick one winner to get all those items. So, I would have gotten a BMW i5, would have gotten a Kia EV9, would have gotten a bunch of candy, some Dynamita, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So, that, that's what I was hoping for, but, man, once I realized you had to have the credits on the end of that promo code, I just I just didn't have the time. So.
2: Interesting. Now that you're saying that, I do think I remember that. I just didn't know what what was. I, I didn't know what it meant. Well, it popped, up,
0: it popped up at the end. Go to DoorDash. Blah 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 to fill out the promo code, and that's when I realized the because I've been playing Hogwarts, so I got the brain churning trying to figure <laughs> out this puzzle. I directly related to Hogwarts, making me think more. So I, I put the pu- puzzle together, but I just didn't put it together correctly. So unfortunate. No BMW for me in the future. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. I didn't even know that's, did they even announce that they were doing that beforehand? I don't think so. No, I think it was kind of just the, here's the commercial. You all got to figure it out type deal. Interesting. That would have been cool if you would have won. Yeah. Me and Gil were working on it together as well. It just didn't happen.
2: Well, good roommate bonding. Did did you, do you get anything for trying? Did you get like 10%
0: off or? I should. I mean, I got 29% of that bad boy. That's, that's almost a third. Like that's impressive
1: or is it I is it do, it horrible like TJ that they spent i mean they were they spent at least an hour staying up late <laughs> to figure this out and they got 29% 29 percent <laughs> that's all the
0: good news for Gil is he's off today so it didn't matter to him staying up late but yeah i'm i'm paying the price a little bit today and i got a game tonight i got Sanex mail tonight so i need really be on my game i think i'm about to sneak a nap at the hotel today that's what it comes down to mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Scoots has free access to any of the unoccupied rooms. He can go in and sleep in them. So just know that when you're checking into your hotel room, that uh, one of the, the staff workers could have just been taking not a little to- a little snooze in your bed just moments before you arrived.
0: First of all, I sleep on the couch. Second of all, there's no way that a person could get checked in while I'm in a room because I flip it to another status not inspected. So yeah, that would never. I'm not gonna say they're
2: gonna walk in on you like snoozing on the couch. I'm just saying, just you know, ten minutes before you go into your room, Scoots could have been snoozing in your bed. No, is all I'm saying.
0: Never use the bed.
2: Possibly a (laughs) time or two when you're really really tired and you need just a little extra sleep after like a Super Bowl Sunday, you use the bed a little. If,
0: If I'm really really tired, the couch will do just fine. What's the what was
2: the spread in the man living room?
0: Uh, Gil got some takeout Mexican from Not Salsa Boo! Right, boo! Um, I had some leftovers from Saturday Uh-oh. night. Um, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't all that great. I had some pizza, some wings, Meis du jour? maestro. I, I,
1: I um I need you all as a as a single y- young man to just celebrate. Of all things, to celebrate, I would think junk food and football would give you a reason to have somewhat of a spread you are the the celebration aspect of holidays at the scoots gill manor just we we got to upgrade it man i know you're out on valentine's day but you're out on Christmas. You can't even go out and get like some some wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Scoots, come on.
0: I mean, I'm I'm not going to go get wings if I have leftover wings from the night before you. And that was kind of my plan. I I ordered heavy on Saturday night, so I knew I could come home after work and I'd have leftovers on Sunday. So that that was all part of the plan. Get off me.
1: What, what, one of my guests, TJ, got a uh, old fashioned uh, toaster smoker thing for Christmas, and he hadn't used it yet. So we. He, so we, he was like, We're, we're going to make some smoked old fashions. I've got all the ingredients. Those bad boys started going down pretty fast uh, there towards when the when the game really got to the nitty gritty because it wasn't the prettiest game. I think it was the fumblingest, fumbly game I've ever uh, remembered. The, 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 the 49ers 49. blew it.
2: There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
1: Yeah. And to your point about halftime, why I felt good as a Chiefs better is the 49ers were kicking their ass and but they, it wasn't reflective on the scoreboard. I think it was, what, was it 10-6 at halftime? 10-3. Yeah, yeah. They, they held them to a field goal there. But it so many opportunities. Kansas City had three red zone trips and three points, I want to say. Um, really No, two red zone trips, three points. Um, so many fumbles, so many fumbles. They were fortunate that they didn't lose as many as they dropped. Um, but Pacheco has that one inside the 10, and then the first play of the second half, he drops the ball, uh, which leads to a quick three and out. 49ers get the ball back. Um, but Chiefs, they hung around long enough to let Patrick Mahomes go be Patrick Mahomes. And guys, uh, guy is, uh, pretty good at football. Pretty, pretty, pretty good at football.
0: I've got...
2: So, I had... Not picked a Derby winner since Barbaro until this year, and I nailed May or this past year. I nailed Mage, and it was awesome. Loved it. Won a lot of money. It was cool, and we had a good time. I had a pretty nasty not-picking-the-Super Bowl-winner-correct shriek going on just like in the game where you have a 50-50 chance theoretically. And I'm looking back at the past winners. I'm pretty sure the last time I picked a, a, a winner correctly was when New England beat the Rams and Jared Goff, if you remember that very boring, no-fun Super Bowl. I may have picked Tom Brady in Tampa Bay just because that Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay, but the Chiefs were coming off the Super Bowl. They were looking to go back-to-back then. They couldn't do it then. They lost to Tampa Bay. They were able to go back to back. First back to back winner scoots. Do you remember the last back to back winner?
0: Hmm. No, I don't. Nope.
1: Roush, do you? Uh, the Patriots. 3 or four. Yes.
2: Which was really oh four oh five Super Bowls, but the oh three oh four seasons always gets confusing. When it comes to the NFL, but uh, yeah, so I, I had, uh, and that streak continues, by the way, because I thought San Francisco was going to win last night. They did not, uh, so yeah. Now I've, I've got I go all the way back to 2019, last time I picked a, a Super Bowl winner, correct? Which is pretty embarrassing. So yeah, but uh, you it was
1: not to fly over that correct. Even though I told I don't you know, know if you could actually place it or not,
2: just on your off wager sites. If you if you've still got those up and rolling, but yeah, the wife was very disappointed with some of the more prominent sports books and their lack of fun novelty props, which I agreed with. I thought there would be more. I thought there used to be more, but I thought like you could do a lot of them, but they were always just minus 125, so DK or FD was going to make their – their juice, any either way, and they and they do like a $50 or $100 limit. So, if some insider was like, Yeah, I'm a pilot with the Navy, I know how many is going to be there. I did tell you all about the flyover, though. I tried to warn you all, tried to get you some money. I did, I had an unbelievable just sports betting day yesterday. I wanted to kind of build up the bankroll a little bit, get a little fun money for some more Super Bowl bets. So I was betting college basketball. I hit a seven-team parlay. Uh, I, I got in on Iowa. They were down huge to Minnesota, and I and the line was like 10 points. I was like, they're going to come back. Uh, they're at least going to cover this. And I just sprinkled a little bit on money line. They came back and won. Uh, so I, I had some fun money to go into the Super Bowl with. So my big bet of the Super Bowl, just something that I wanted to get excited about, was – the 49ers first half money line and um gosh who was it the the Jer- Jerzic what's how you pronounce his last name you check yeah you there i can't believe he gets the fan treatment of everybody cheering his name i didn't i don't know if i've noticed that in the 49ers packers game maybe i was just missing it but his over under receptions was a half and he caught his first pass like the second, second,
1: play second, second play of the game. Your game. 20,
2: so, like so at halftime, I had won my two big bets, just like that. So I, I was on, I was on easy street. So it was a really nice gambling game. I had great Super Bowl squares. Um, I was in a couple different ones. Great numbers, Roush. We're talking. Mm-hmm. Say uh,
1: I, had, I had seven and seven and three and four, which is I had seven great and th- numbers that never get home. You know,
2: I had seven and seven as well. I had three and seven. I had zero and six.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm having like ones that you just dream about. Not a zilch. Nothing when you block a PAT. You know, and <sighs> kick, kick a bunch of field goals. I mean, what's crazy is that game winning that touchdown in overtime was just the second touchdown of the Chiefs all day, and. You know, I know a lot of people. The that is crazy. Jeez, the, I didn't realize that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of folks they do the the anytime touchdown or first time touchdown bets. Pacheco, that was a if he gets home, I'm winning. You know, a, a, I, it was a profitable Super Bowl, but it's it's exponentially more profitable if Pacheco gets into the end zone. Um, that that was just like when you got the single game parlay, and that's the only thing you're missing. You're like, God, why'd you have to fumble it down there? You know, so. Um, that it's tough, tough sledding for the folks who are expecting a lot of points, but I'm, I am just glad that they were at least moving the ball in that final 20 minutes of the game or so, because I mean, the punts, the amount of punts, it was, it was incredible. Um, I, and the thing is too, is I, when people talk about some of their wagers, I, especially the silly ones, because even though you can't make the novelty props, uh, with the regulated sportsbooks, the, there are still plenty other ones out there. The one that I, I struggled to find that I, I wanted to bet but just didn't, and it's annoying to me now, was the uh, two-and-a-half quarterbacks, over two-and-a-half qu- quarterbacks complete passes because Jawan Jennings, he throws a touchdown, the first touchdown. Uh, Jawan Jennings, also the, 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 the Niners tight end, the highest-rated quarterback in the Super Bowl. Uh, the other one that I thought was funny uh, was the uh, punt results in a touchback. And there were so many punts, and I, I just I imagine being the person who's loaded up on that bet, and every punt, they're just like, holding on for dear life. And then, I believe it was the final punt of the game, the 49ers punter just blasts a missile, and there's a dude waiting right there at the one to catch a hard bounce off the five, and... Prevent it from being a touchback, so that th- those are the kind of thrill rides that uh, you can only get by gambling on stupid stuff and Super Bowl.
2: Another bet we talked about was: would the longest touch? Would it be the longest touchdown of the game, or the longest field goal? Wh- which, you, or I guess that was the punt one. And then the other one was the total, the longest field goal or combined points in the game. That was the field goal one. Well, I'd be darned, Scoots, you get the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. And uh, pretty re- even though it did go to overtime, still a relatively lower scoring game than people were expecting. So hopefully you were in on the kicking. Prop bets scoops. that
0: that was surprising, right? That that was the longest in NFL history. I mean, first of all, that dude could have made it from sixty-five yards. But when they said that 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 was the longest in Super Bowl history, I was like, really, fifty-five yards? I mean, I get that's a long field goal, but I was I was somewhat surprised that that was the longest ever.
1: Yeah, I See, think it's the thing they didn't attempt as many from that long up until the last ten years that's, or so. There is and now the that. teams are. So good that they just kick it. The one that was crazy. So Moody sets the record, and then I forget, Bucker gets a chance to break it a yard longer. And high snap, they get it down, and then he kicks a low line drive between two hands. That thing was a freaking piss missile, man. And it, I don't know how it went in, but he just kicked a low liner 57 yards. Uh, they needed every one of those points, though. They needed every one of those yards. Um, great game for kickers and punters in general. There's some special teams coach out there that is just licking his chops to show up to winter workouts the next day. And like, see what I tell you, special teams matters. And then you have the muff punt, too. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like huge, huge for old guys out there watching with their kids to say, see, see, boys, the third, third phase of the game matters. But
2: it really does matter. I, I don't, you know, anybody arguing otherwise I think would be silly because, yeah, the 49ers, if I were a 49ers fan, the, Green Bay, they lost, they 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 beat the Patriots, and then they lost to the Broncos, and I was not happy when they lost to the Broncos, but I, I was way too young to understand. And since then, they've only been to one other Super Bowl, and they won that Super Bowl. Maybe we should, we should talk to our Bengals friends, but... If I was like if if you lo- if your te- favorite team loses in the Super Bowl, how mad are you actually? Because you did get the 2 weeks from your conference championship win to soak it all in, to get excited, to go to your Super Bowl parties, wear your team gear and be able to dream about the game for 2 weeks. And then if you lose, well the season's over for everybody. You came up short, hell of a season. I, like I, I do have this in my mind that I don't know if Green Bay lost in the Super Bowl, if they make it next year, two years, three years, four years, whenever, never, whenever it may be. If they were to lose, I just don't think I'd be as upset as a normal playoff loss just because you made it to the end, you came up short. But if I was a 49ers fan last night, not winning a Super Bowl since 1994 season, like, I would be pretty bummed last night. You, you blew it. You all were, I think, the better team. You had several chances. You just gave them away. San Francisco defense was keeping the Chiefs from getting into any sort of rhythm, and then it would just be some sort of goober play, a fumble, a muff punt, whatever it was, just to give the Chiefs more life. Uh, normally, I don't think people get too worked up when their team loses the Super Bowl. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. But if you were a 49ers fan, with how long this drought's been, now it's going to be 30 years, and you feel like maybe you're starting to see this window, even though Brock's young and he's, you know, there's a lot to like about him, these other pieces, they're not going to be around forever. They're not getting any younger either. If I was a 49ers fan, I think I'd be a little disappointed with how it all – and you've been so close too, Roush. You've knocked on the door. Like you've This, this window, this generation of Super Bowl talent – it's kind of, if, if they don't get a ring when it's all said and done, people are going to – if you're a 49ers fan, you're going to be pretty bummed by that. This is a great team, and you don't have any any championships to show for it.
1: That, that's the part that would make me the angriest. Because um, maybe, you know, the first one that they lost to the Chiefs, it's like, well, we just had Jimmy G as our mm-hmm. coach – or as, not our coach, our quarterback. Um, a lot of the, the – you didn't have Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, this – this was all trending towards the Niners winning, and they they controlled the game for the most part. But they just did not that, the, especially those first few drives. I mean, they were just they were just kicking ass, marching up and down the field. Um, they had opportunities and didn't take advantage of them, and that's that's why if you're a 49ers fan, you're kicking yourself because you're right, TJ. I've had, I mean, for Kentucky stakes, you know, 2014 we lost the title game, but I was like, well. You know, this run was awesome. We were kind of playing with house money. And you know what? Since they didn't win, maybe more guys come back. And so ah, I turned out to be right. Right. And so I, I wasn't too bummed they lost that title. Uh, but the the part that always is there is you just know how hard it is to get to the end of the road and to have it just, you're, you're so close. You're so close, but you get stopped in the red zone in overtime. Right. You're, you're, you got to kick a field goal. Um, so close, but still so far away. It just It's
2: And college sports is, is similar to this. You can make this case in either way. But the, then the crappy thing for the 49ers, you're so close, you come up short, and then you just get thrown back into the bucket with everybody else, even playing field, see if you can get back there and go through this grind and do it again. And they're not going to have the exact same team. They may have a lot of the same pieces, and they may – I think they are your – your Super Bowl favorites for next year as of right now, but you just never know. It's really hard to get back. Uh, one injury can totally derail everything. And, and speaking of injuries, what a freak injury for the 49ers last night, but let's take our first break. I said, we were going to talk about the cats in segment two. We'll, we'll get to the catch, but we're going to at least take our break and come back and, and talk about the halftime show just for a, a moment. Oh, I want Great.
1: It was uh, so great. I wanted to get it
2: all in right now, but we'll, we'll take a break here. I got to hear what Scoots, what Gil thought about the halftime show. Were they dancing in the living room? Were they – we know that sometimes they will mock up some plays. Were they mocking up some of Usher's dance moves? You'll find out next here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalin. KRC returns after this.
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, no! We suck again! Searching for you in the old Kentucky rain In the old Kentucky
2: rain Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, go. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We told you about the Thornton's text line. Text on in, 502-414-1450. We'll do our best to get to the grab-and-go texters. Uh, uh, Nobody's going to be surprised to learn after UK's bad, bad loss to Gonzaga on Saturday night. A lot of people had a lot to say after the game. We'll we'll do our best to get to all of them. uh, But be patient with us because a lot of people have a lot of things to say. And we totally understand and we totally get it. There's a lot of things to get and a lot of things to save on at Thornton's. They're all over Louisville. Check them out today. Download that app, and you'll guarantee to save at the pump each and every time. And They make it easy on you. Just punch in your number at the pump, and then you'll see the savings come off per gallon. It makes it a lot of fun because that money goes right back into your pocket. All right. The halftime show. That was a lot of fun. No money into my pocket. No money into Usher's pocket. Do people know that the halftime performer gets zero dollars from doing the halftime show?
1: Yep. It's uh all for promotional purposes. But Usher was also in like four commercials. So I think I think he I think, I think the halftime show found he found a way to get compensated from it.
2: Yeah, and they the the NFL pays for all the production, which usually can cost anywhere from like seven to $20 million or something like that. So they, they, they get the promotional aspect of it. Roush, you're right. The endorsements that come with it normally. And he, they, his new soundtrack, his new album, they, they said that like four different times in 20 minutes. So yeah, that's, that's his reward. Scoots. You seem surprised by all that.
0: I thought I had read last week that they get like a thousand dollars to do the Super Bowl halftime show, but I, I, It wasn't much money, but yeah, I was surprised to hear that they get absolutely nothing.
1: Well, just couldn't have loved it anymore. I was, um, 8701, the Usher album with, uh, You Got It Bad, You Remind Me, a lot of views in there. He was, he was big into that. That was early texting. That was, uh, a a CD that I had a, a classmate burn for me back in, I don't know what that would have been, 2001, something like that. Just grew up loving some Usher. Um, Confessions came out when I was in middle school, and we would just play that thing on repeat. So this was uh, 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 built for myself. Also, just the guests that he brought out, um, it was cute. One of our friends came over. They brought their daughter, so Duke and... Uh and Hayden they were having a good time playing and then uh Duke was kind of dancing and then Alicia Key started playing my boo and it's like, oh well this is cute. This is like this is like kind of for them, you know? And then and then we get roller skates. The roller skates, I just I could we need r- roller skating rinks we need their popularity to soar because roller skating rinks, what's better than a good old fashioned skating party? Absolutely nothing, I tell you I tell you, absolutely nothing. I need to get on some roller skates as soon as possible. I hope they got size 13 because I need to be in a roller skating rink. And I I would always probably think that I would look as cool as they did. Uh, Dancing and gliding around, no chance that I actually did. But, you know, that, that was awesome. That was so cool.
2: Yeah, they—they they, it was a well done production as you would expect and hope in the Super Bowl. But the roller skates—they really were—they were, were wild and out. The camera work was awesome for that. They were just turning around, and every two seconds, it was just a new person roller skating, doing cool stuff. And then all of a sudden, it was Usher who was doing the roller skating, and that was that was neat. Yeah, I I'm not big into halftime shows. I usually don't have opinions about them, strong opinions about them one way or another. But that and I do think roush you know we're kind of getting old is when halftime super bowl halftime shows are maybe being catered to you a little bit um and that that one felt like it was but i wasn't mad about it but yeah i found myself kind of doing some head nods doing a little doing a little dancing i like that it had the warning before the super bowl that it was rated u for usher and that it could cause gyrating and dancing and good mood and stuff like that so that was funny but all in all it was a good time and yeah it was just one new guest after another it's like oh my gosh there's ludicrous uh, it, it, it really took you back so i enjoyed it gill i hope you were i'm gill i scoots i hope you and gill enjoyed it as much as i did
0: yeah no it was awesome because he played all the hits right he, he played all the songs that we wanted him to play so it made it a lot of fun i was singing my freaking lungs out last night. I'm surprised I could talk today. I was singing Usher so loud during the halftime report, but it was really funny. I was telling one of our housekeepers before I left work yesterday, she's Hispanic and she goes, "Who who is halftime performer? And I was like, oh, Usher. Sure. And I was like, I'm sure you may know a song or two of his from over the years. And she was like, yeah, I'm not familiar. So I texted her during the halftime show. Cause I told her at work, I was like, well, he's, he's very handsome. Moy guapo. All the girls love him. And so I texted her during the halftime show and I was like, muy guapo, see? And she texted back and she goes, he looks real nice and dances very well. So that was a, that was really funny during the halftime performance. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, I couldn't have enjoyed it any more than I did. So yeah. Shout out. Rouse, to Ra-
1: Ra- she took your shirt off. He did. He did. And, uh, that, that's what the ladies wanted, right? That oh, yeah. was, uh, he, he went for it. Uh, he was he right. looking good. Uh, he he did hit almost. He, there was one hit he left off though that I wouldn't have the the Calvin Harris song the without you. I would have liked that one oh, okay. too. Um, was that also we were having? This, was that her that was doing the guitar solo for You Got It Bad? Yes, her. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was the case, but I wasn't hundred percent positive. Um, Who's her? I didn't know that either, but I saw somebody
2: tweet that that was her. Yeah. Her, I don't know who she is either. She's she's very
1: talented musician by the way Uh, it
0: kind of made me a little cringy that like the way usher and alicia keys were touching each other but i mean do do you i guess i mean that's cringy How like it made you uh, just uncomfortable isn't she like married to another dude like I don't well, know. Yeah. I don't know but if I. I know it's Usher, but I don't know if I'd want another man touching on my woman like that. Like I mean, it was. It was pretty how scandalous. Many
1: actors are married.
2: Yeah, and, have you ever seen a kissing? Camera? Have you ever seen a kissing scene in a movie?
0: All right. Well, I guess I didn't realize till last night that I couldn't be married to an actress or a, a singer. I
2: also like that all just just now here on February twelfth. Now the you respect the laws of marriage. <laughs>
0: I'm a, I'm a changed man.
2: <laughs> like the sanctity of a relationship. <laughs> How dare somebody talking to somebody that had a sex contract. <laughs> and then let's not even get into the Walmart shenanigans.
0: We don't have enough time for that. That was 15 years ago. I'm a changed man.
1: And I think he just had like his arm around her. Like, no, nah, you know,
0: it, it was, it was, it was weird. It was, it was weird.
1: It was like the innocent song called My Boo, where they're just like <laughs> like going back and forth. God, oh, my gosh. That's so funny. It was a good show, though. And then the commercials, uh, you know, the, the
2: the hot take now for the last 10 years is like, the commercials stink. Uh, but it's been that way for a while. But the, gosh, what was I, it? CeraVe? I, CeraVe? CeraVe, was that the company with yeah. Michael Sarah? Yeah, that I, one.
1: I missed that one then. Gosh, uh, that one
2: really made me like, you know, it was uh, a lot of times you'll just give like a cheap laugh to something that's like kind of cute or like, oh, that's a fun commercial. That one was like an involuntary, like, <laughs> like I chuckled, like I wasn't expecting. It. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Actually, that commercial, that was good. He uh, was I climbing like the, the mountain.
1: The M M&M commercial where it's uh, almost Super Bowl winners and they had like, uh, T O uh, bowling on the ring and who who is it? Dan uh, Reno, yeah, and uh, yeah. Was that the one with Scarlett
0: Johansson? She said, "I've been in an Oscar race twice," and and Eminem goes in the same year. <laughs> I <laughs> thought like, that was pretty
1: funny. and also just Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to say Neba. Um, that was and, then, good. and then they bring in Danny DeVito at the end to steal the one. <laughs> like it, it's, it's usually the like thing you don't see the the hook at the end and having Danny DeVito come in. That was a, that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Roush, did you enjoy the RFK junior commercial? I did. I did. That was, uh, that was fun. A little, little throwback. Um, people forget, forget that there's another person running for president too. So, uh, smart on his part to kind of interject himself in on the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, and if he wants to spend all that money on Super Bowl commercials, the commercial really should just be like, hey, guys,
1: there is another option. Like, That that was kind of their big thing, too. It's like, independent, here's another guy, independent. Yeah, well, they were were
2: playing into the other Kennedy, which I thought that was a little weird. Like, you know, are you... Who who you trying to trick? Um, but I guess if your name was Kennedy and you're part of the family, you'd you'd want people to to do that. But
1: fruit. Yeah. I would just
2: have, like, you know, show all of, like, Biden's ugly moments, Trump's ugly moments, and then just show, like, uh, door number three, me. Here I am. Who cares what – if you like me, don't like me or anything. I'm not them. How, how about that?
1: It's like the mirror on the wall in Shrek where you have that guy doing <laughs> it and like, mirror number one, and, you know – yeah, that's Just that's like that.
2: You yeah. get Disney on board, see if you can get the rights to Shrek, and, and then you just do that whole thing. I like it. Uh, those like, were the
1: commercials. Did you like the UK football commercial?
2: I never actually saw it, and I meant to watch it this morning and didn't get a, get around to it. Uh, Tim Couch was in it?
1: Yeah, it's very um, mid, as the kids would say. Just oh, like, Roush doesn't like it. No, like it's just there's not – there wasn't a whole – it was Tim Couch reading something, montage – inspirational music cut to black. it wasn't a whole lot to it i was just happy that they released it early so i didn't have to be on my computer during the game whatsoever at all so shout out to uk for doing that on saturday yeah so they didn't have to spend as much money by waiting until sunday hmm
2: i see yeah i'll 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 check it out today it's nice i I feel like probably sooner than later they're going to just stop doing that just because it's lost a little bit of its luster but then again, there's a little tradition aspect to it as well. But yeah, I haven't haven't seen it yet.
1: Th- that was their way of scaling back, and they also didn't even air it in Lexington. Like it was in Lexington during halftime of the basketball game, and then at YMT during the football game yesterday. Cheaper ad rates. So. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It's so no kidding. <laughs> they're,
2: they're already doing it. So yeah, that's fine. Well, I'll check it out a little bit later today. Uh, in the UK athletics world, Roush, everything stinks and everything sucks. Isn't that right, Scoots?
1: That's right, Peter. You suck, Peter. You. Um. They did hire an offensive coordinator too, so they kind of got lost in the sauce too. Bush Hamden. Uh, oh, that's a official official. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, I don't. They'll they'll announce it probably tomorrow that it's official official that Bush Hamden's going to be it. So, uh, uh, as Luckett said, they're running Wildcat on third and short in the red zone. So he's 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 a Mark Stoops offensive coordinator uh and he's it's one of those things we're obviously not going to spend a lot of time on it today we can later on throughout the week i'm sure people are going to have some hot takes um and i just don't have a hot take he got interviewed before i think he's done a good job he the biggest thing for me is he did recruit well during his one short stint in the sec at missouri so it's like okay well he'll probably be fine but uh you know he he could also stink we're going to find out in september but i Think it's a fine hire. Um, we'll see.
2: Yeah, this is incredibly underwhelming, disappointing. Hope to be proven wrong about it. This just kind of feels like you got caught at a bad time of the coaching search part of the year, which is totally true. That did that is actually what happened, and you just kind of had to settle for somebody that. I don't know, who who were you really competing? I mean, this late in the game, nobody because. Most coaches are kind of comfortable where they're at, but I know Kentucky's not Ohio State. They they took UCLA's head coach. We're yeah, taking and- a guy from Boise that was like on the fence whether or not they were they were going to retain him after twenty twenty
1: three. Yeah, and it, obviously Chip Kelly's a different story. He's been trying to get out for two years. Um, the wildest part of that, the Chip Kelly story, is that Cincinnati chose Scott Satterfield over Chip Kelly, which is. I couldn't believe that. That is you bozos. My god, what idiots. <laughs> they had a chance to have Chip Kelly be their Chip coach. Chip Kelly
2: in the Big 12, at since, you know, I don't know if he how invested he'd be or where if he'd be totally locked into like totally winning, if, but if if he had the right players there, I think in the Big 12 that system could be pretty good and you decided to go with Scott Satterfield?
1: It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. The thing for me, at least with Hamden that uh Gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator for his alma mater. He had eight returning starters, the conference player of the year, and then got the former number one quarterback in the country, number one player in the country, to transfer to his school, and he still thought Kentucky was a better opportunity. So that that at least that, – that, that makes me feel a little bit warm and fuzzy inside, knowing that he had all of that going for him out there uh, – just finished the year strong after they fired their coach. Had a weird year at Boise State. Um, so yeah, I, I at least feel comfortable in that aspect. And he's got Power Five experience. He had some three thousand yard passers at Washington and Jacob Eason and Jake Browning. So um, there's there's plenty of there's plenty there of good. Um, but it's 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 about what you do in the fall. Um, so well we'll see.
2: Yeah 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 uh, it, crazy thing that this is interesting from his Wikipedia page born in Kuwait City, he's of Palestinian descent he and his family lived in Kuwait, but they were on vacation in San Diego when Iraq invaded Kuwait in 1991 in the Hamden state in the United States eventually settling in Maryland
1: what, so here's the crazier part his dad nu- his dad's a nuclear scientist. His mother is a – had her own cosmetology empire. Um, he was the backup quarterback for all those Boise uh, games, uh, like in that, that – the, the, the when they beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Okay. But he never became the starter. His brother um, was a two-sport athlete. He played baseball and football at IU, and that's what kind of got him into it. He's like, oh, well, this, this could be fun. But uh, they were also – Living right down the street from the Pentagon on 9 11. And he's a brown guy and was like, Yeah, that was a pretty formative year. So he's, 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 jeez, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Middle Eastern descent living right down the street from the Pentagon around 9 11. Like, yeah. So he's, he's lived a crazy life. Uh, yeah. Also was a part of the post cal Shanahan offense in the Falcons. So he says Kyle Shanahan's his. Running game inspiration. So there you have it. We're staying with the Shane McVay tree, kind of, sort of, in a way. Ah, that's kind of a, a wild story.
2: It may make me. A, it may make I, I'm a little bit more in on him. I, I, the you know the resume isn't really necessarily what I was looking for from like where he's been and what the track record looks like at the places that he's been. But I love a good personal story. That's that's pretty. That, that's 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 fascinating. Uh, to just be in the United States, your country gets invaded, and you're like, yeah, okay. Or you're, 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 we're just going to stay here now. Oh, anyways. All right, Scoots, we're out of time. We need to go to our break, don't we? That's true. Yep. Okay. All right, all basketball talk in hour two. Things are not good. We're not happy. We're going to talk great, all gosh. about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, DJ well, Walker, well. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We're back after this. Hey.
1: I heard no Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
2: Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll 19- go. FM 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great Monday, great start to their week. One of the worst Mondays to have to get back into it, the Monday after Super Bowl Monday. Roush, I at a very early age, I don't know if it was like 5th or 6th grade, but we had to like write a serious paper to like a legislator or something like that. Um and I wrote mine to somebody in Kentucky about how there shouldn't be school after Super Bowl Sunday. Um that was what I had spent my time and research on. Uh, I, I think I even, as like a probably, I, I think I even like quoted drinking and driving arrest and deaths after Super Bowl. Like, I, I got really into it. I mean, I, I really wanted to make my point about like how people just needed, as like a little sixth grader, too. I wish I could know, I wish I knew who I sent it to. Cause I just imagine this person, like a state senator in Kentucky, just like, what what the hell? Why am, why am I getting this four-page letter uh, as if I can do anything about this? But uh, it's one of the worst Mondays. Hopefully you're doing all right. I think we're going to get some nasty weather tonight, so could be worse everybody. Could be worse. And it is worse if you're a UK basketball fan cuz I was there Saturday night Roush. It was a blast. The atmosphere was awesome. Um, normally, I, I do the, the the sober January and February. It's a little bit moist this year. I had that wedding in January, and this is this is the weekend that my friends and their significant others come in from all others, uh, all parts of town. So, um, so I, I had a Rupp Arena beer. It was fun. That was terrible. You've got to win that basketball game, and. They found another way to, to lose it. This team can't close other teams out. What a difference like three weeks can make in the college basketball season. You're talking about flirting with a one seed being in a comfortable two, three seed range. And you blink just like that. And you're, you know, you're talking seven, eight, nine, you know, it's, keeps going in the wrong direction, you you can play yourself firmly on the bubble. They're not there yet. I know that's going to be a popular topic of conversation, but if, if you keep losing, you can get there. The thing people have to remember with the bubble talk, and, and it's it's embarrassing to even have this conversation with this team. I I, I am frustrated just like anybody else. I promise you that. Uh, but the thing you got to remember about the bubble talk, Roush, is like Kentucky's not the only team losing games. Kentucky's not the only team losing that is going through a rough patch. At the end of the bubble, it's really, really bad. There's going to be a lot of teams that are losing, that are currently losing. So even though Kentucky's going the wrong way, very much so on the seed list, it's not it's not like they're on the outside today. But you know what? If this keeps – I never thought in three weeks, three weeks ago they'd be in this spot. So we'll, we'll see where this stuff goes. They lose to Gonzaga,
1: have their chances late. Who Gonzaga is on the bubble. They're not a very good basketball team. Um, they should not have beat Kentucky. Like nope. That, that, that TJ, I, I, I you know, I, I remember coming on this here radio show and talking about how I'm just going to be optimistic and I'm a cheer for my team. But uh, Saturday, I just was. It, it's the angriest I've been at John Calipari in a long time. I'm very glad that I've had two days to 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 let my anger. Come down because I was. I mean, the coaching decisions are just so baffling. I mean, we we don't have to get into the lack of pick and roll defense that happened in the final twelve minutes of the game um, because but, the, we, well, we will.
2: Uh, we, we will.
1: has sucked for years. It's always been bad. Um, that's a cow problem. Uh, the substituting. What 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 are we doing? We're just gonna play everybody, like. Derek Terry, I thought, said it well um, on X. He was like, well, you might have been right because now he, when when he got all these bigs, he forgot that he had still had the guards and they didn't play him as much as I thought he should have. Um, Rob Dillingham had was averaging 25 points per game over the last three. And he just played four minutes in the second half. Makes no sense to me at all. Just a lot of stuff that didn't make any sense. The one thing that I just can't understand out of all of this, this team has some strengths. They also have some flaws. One of their flaws is their inability to throw lob passes. It was exciting to see them convert some against Vanderbilt. They're getting better at it. They converted some against Gonzaga. Under no circumstances in this game of percentages is a lob to do the arrow better than Antonio Reeves or Reed Shepard or Rob Dillingham shooting a three. They are some of the best shooters we've ever seen, John Calipari coach, and you're asking them to take the ball out of their hands. I can I I, I I cannot believe that he ran a lob play. And you know what? It's one Dowster and all those guys, like, you know, it's it's easy for other coaches that are anonymous to have ulterior motives. But the one that texted Doster and said that, well, they're in a box set. Well, that was going to be a lob. They don't run a box set for anything else. I don't ever see them getting a box set to run regular plays. Yeah. Now, should you say that like, Reed, why did you throw it? I'm with you. But if you tell Reed Shepard to do something, he's gonna do it, damn it. Reed, somebody tell Reed to shoot the ball. He can't he did it he did it another time too. Reed threw it to a wob to, to Hugo and Hugo gets fouled. he goes to the free throw line, makes one of two, But like, Reed, just shoot it. Reed, shoot the ball, shoot it. Why are we what I what what I don't I don't understand. I don't it was a painfully
2: dumb decision, like uh, something I bring up frequently and for good reason. But like Matt Lafleur kicking a field goal down eight against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, no, that le- that level of dumb decision. Because when you throw away a game, that is as bad- That's the dumbest thing you can do. You're not giving yourself a chance to even win the game when you quite literally don't give yourself a chance to shoot the ball at it. It, it was a painfully dumb decision. I could not believe it happened when it happened at Rupp. Uh, I just, Roush, I think you summed it up well. This team, I mean, gosh, you, you can go so many different layers and so many different directions on it. You, you said it perfectly. This team is an amazing shooting team. Don't let them shoot the ball. Let them have a little action and make Gonzaga have to worry about, oh, oh, like, are they going to get a three here or they can get inside? Uh, I'm a little bit nervous. Let guns like make them defend, have them have to think about things a little bit. Instead, I guarantee they knew exactly what was Kentucky was doing for the exact reasons you said, and they didn't have to defend. They made two guys just have to be like, oh, we know exactly what's coming here. We'll jump right here. I mean, that's defending, obviously, but it's very easy defense. You're jumping, and you're catching a basketball. That's it, and that's a ridiculous thing to do in that position. And then let alone, and Roush, you already mentioned it, this team sucks, but at lob plays. They're horrible. They're horrible. And we've like, you know, back when things were a little bit better and happier, we joke about how terrible they are at lobs. It's almost hard to imagine being as bad as they were. And you're right, Roush. They're taking some steps in the right direction. But to have just an end-all, be-all, it's either going to be here or it's not going to be here. Play with this group? I get it if you have Oscar and you say, you know what, we're going to throw it to him on the block. Oscar, we need you to get to the line or we need you to find a way to get a bucket. And you know what, if it's really not there, then kick out. But you're our guy here and we're going to you.
1: They even did in, with, they did that with PJ Washington in the 2019 Elite Eight. They gave the they put the ball in the hands of their best players at the end of the games and told them to go make something happen. And and even in those situations,
2: there's options. I can you know I can definitely go into the contact and try to get fouled. Ooh, I know I can get an up and under here, or I know they're gonna triple team me. I'll kick it out. You had options in those situations. This was the only option here was we told Reed to throw the pass. It was not there, and the game's over. I mean, the game is over. Right after that play, it was over. It shouldn't have been in that situation. It was humiliating as a Kentucky fan to just see UK not have an answer for Gonzaga doing the same things. Not always the exact same thing, but it always came out of the same set, and it was either going to be this option, whether it be the pick and roll and the guard getting inside to the rim, or more likely and more frustrating – we're just going to throw it on the block and we'll maybe even screen the bigger, the big to get him over to the other block, or we'll just do it ISO one on one, throw it into him and let him work. It didn't matter what Gonzaga wanted to do inside Roush. It was going to work against UK's defense. And was there an adjustment to be had? Was there one at any point? Did Gonzaga kind of say, like, oh, here's three straight possessions. This isn't working. Kentucky's kind of figured this out. Let's, let's, let's kick it back out and and read readjust never, never their options always work. Now they'd miss some shots or the ball would get tipped every so often. So it's not like they scored on every single possession, but boy, was it most of them and that's not Kentucky basketball when UK desperately needs a stop and Rupp arena is just going wild. They get stops. They did not get stops against Gonzaga. That was a really bad game we can get into like where you go from here sort of talk. I still want to see this team healthy, but they just don't have that, that, that winning, that winning touch. The refuse to lose attitude skipped a generation with this group. Uh, but in all serious, <laughs> but in all seriousness, it is true. You just have to either find ways to go close out games and win, or you just don't learn your lessons and the losses and you, you, you let them keep happening. Now to be positive, Maybe it will click for them. They're close. I, I know people don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. But like the you know, with the exception of the South Carolina game, Tennessee had their way with them. But Kentucky was down two starters in that one. They are close. They they're they're not getting blown out regularly. Uh, again, can't not a sentence I would have ever thought I'd be saying with this group, or should we be saying with this group? you hope if they get healthy and they just pick up on a few really head scratching things and we like you know we like Calipari as a person but he gets his bleep together as well and maybe Roush there's a March run here but it's all this is going to come down to a March run which we knew anyways at the end of the day if this would have been a one or a two seed a fun regular season is much needed for this basketball fan base. For the love of Pete, it's much needed. We thought it was going to be this year and it, it it wasn't. We thought it was maybe going to be last year, it wasn't. You had the returning national player of the year. You thought it was going to be the year before that. Although it was the year before that. That was a fun regular season. But then you saw what happened. If you don't have the March run to match, it didn't matter we forget that that 2021-2022 regular season was a lot of fun, a lot of really big wins, a lot of really fun moments. But you forget about those because all you think about is St. Peter's and that loss. So we knew that this season was all going to come down to March, Roush. It's just a couple things. It sucks that it's going to be coming out of a terrible seed spot that we didn't expect or want. It's going to be much
1: harder, yeah.
2: And two, it just sucks that we're going to go another regular season not having nearly as as good as fu- like fun wins at home that you would have expected. Florida, Tennessee, Gonzaga. A month ago, we would have all assumed those were going to all three be wins. And they were losses. Three great crowds all leave empty-handed. Cal did have a quote. He was like, I'm giving you all, all the reasons in the world to be discouraged, but just please hang with us. He's right. They are. They're, they're. They're. They're doing just that. But it's just going to come down to what you do in March. Yeah. If if, if this if this isn't a fun run, Roush, I don't know what else you can do. We'll have plenty right, of right. time. We'll have plenty of time to have those conversations. Right. But a lot, it, 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 that, a, lot a lot of people
1: have that. A lot of people have that
2: sentiment, and I think it's fair. Like, what else can you do at this point?
1: Yeah. Because um, here's the thing, Cal made the conscious decision to take his roster in this direction to get more shooters. And, and we like that. We like that, but he's not playing like it. Like, oh, yeah. you mean Gonzaga out-rebounded you? Well, no poop. That's because that they should, right? Like, they should be better in the paint than you because your bigs aren't very good. Uh, Bradshaw just got bullied. Big Z hasn't played enough basketball to know how to not get bullied. Um, and Ugo is, you know, he, he has his moments here and there, but he you can't expect him to be consistent. But he... He's not playing like we needed him to play with this roster, and, and, and that's why. That's why I, I think that the play call at the end. If you, I mean, just looking at the box score, it's a hilarious box score. The, I, I went to uh, it's a big birthday party uh, they have. It's like a fundraiser at the sales afterwards, so it's you know just everybody just wanted to talk about the game, and all they wanted to ask is like, what the hell's wrong with Cal? Why? Why? Why is? He, why is he this bad? What's going on here? Who, who's going to be our next coach? There's that used to be a very small minority, and that's no longer the case. When you do what you just did, and that's lose three games in a row at Rupp. I mean, that's happened twice ever. TJ, it's never happened since 1976, and that's like I know you become numb to it when you see it written and said, you know, 15 times. But like that is that is baffling we're kentucky like what Mm -hmm. what what the hell is going on we 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 take some lumps in football because we know that in basketball we can have some fun but um it's been it's been mid it's been so mid just just yeah not good enough in either sport the last couple years it's just been it's been mid
2: yeah and uh, it it may be the fan base could be more accepting on one sport or the other, if one sport or the other was dominating. And then it'd be like, Oh, you know what? The fact that football is like this, uh, we want it to be better, but at least we're happy on the other side of things where it is just maybe a perfect storm. But at, at the moment, this has nothing to nothing to do with, with football Cal and the basketball program should not be at this level. And nope. like the thing is it's, it's bittersweet on two ends. I don't think there's this grand problem. I know Cal says that like the administrations win championships and he he's still kind of like he, he wants a new practice facility. I'm all for that. I, I like new practice facilities. But you have unbelievable NBA talent on this team. The, the NBA says it. Mock drafts say it. College basketball experts say it. Our brain sees it and we know that in 5 years 6 years a lot of players on this team are going to be making a major impact in the NBA there's a lot of NBA talent we've tried it with the grad transfers you've tried it with the like some there's a disconnect here and we like cal but it's got it's got to get figured out over the next month or i just don't i don't know why you'd you would expect anything different at oh, this yeah, point. We've seen we've seen it every which way. And the, the postgame show afterwards, which I was delayed, but we eventually got around to being able to do it. Th- that was the sentiment. It's just like a lot of people being like, this is sad. Like we like him. We all wanted him to be able to win and figure this stuff out. But we we, we like winning better. Like we like we like Kentucky fan we like the the good feeling of a Kentucky basketball win, especially on a Saturday, um, more than we love, you know, we like this dude and everybody. I, I, and I shouldn't say everybody, but there is a big portion of this fan base that respects and really appreciates Calipari. But, Roush, I agree with you. You're, you're hearing more and more of that where it's really just the majority of like, yeah, I just want something different. I want something new. And I've always been on the page of it's hard to say no to another crop of future NBA stars that are waiting in the wings, but I'm not going to have any confidence that if this season ends in a first round tournament loss or anything short of a fun run, that next year's group's gonna be the secret sauce that gets it all figured out. I, I just maybe it will be and it very well could be. And guess what? If Cal if Cal's still around and they bring that group in and maybe one guy returns that we're not expecting or if Reed Shepherd returns, we're all gonna get excited about it and It's not fun just being miserable for six, seven, eight months. So we will sing a different tune, and we'll get pumped up about it. But once the season starts, and once it's another big game, whether it's the CBS Sports Classic or the Champions Classic or just a home-and-home in the ACC-SEC Challenge, in the back of our minds, Roush, we're going to be thinking, like, yeah, Kentucky, good chance we lose this game. Yeah, we've got a lot of talent, but probably going to lose this one. We're playing a good team, probably going to lose this one. And that's not... Acceptable. I mean, the word unacceptable, acceptable, it gets thrown around a lot. Like, what, what are we going to do? Go kick down Mitch Barnhart's door? Of course we're not. But I think the acceptable term gets used more in the sense of, like, the fan base is going to just be nutty, and I don't think anybody can really push back on it. Sometimes the fan base, there, or at least portions of this fan base, they can sound and seem unreasonable, but this is not unreasonable, and this is not – this is horrible. This is not Kentucky basketball. So any of that noise is legitimate and I think deserved. Now, some people take it too far and it doesn't need to go to a personal level. But Roush, this is like a, a guy at an ad agency who had a, a go-to client. Things were really good. The money was flowing. But now it's just been a few years and he's just not bringing in the volume that you need. And it's like he's the one of the more likable guys in the office. You, you, you think back to all the good times you had, but are you trying to run a successful business or are you trying to be a good buddy? And is Kentucky trying to run the best college basketball program that we, the fans, expect to have or are we just going to have a guy that brought us some of our happiest tournament memories in a lot of our lifetimes, but now they're decades old and it's maybe time to do something different. That's where I'm at. This I, I'm going to want this team to get healthy and hope that they can make all of us eat crow and that we're talking about a final four. And do you remember in February when we were having those conversations? I, I I so desperately hope that that's the case. And I'll I'll admit that I was as wrong as anybody else for losing a little bit of hope. And that's the case, but one, it's hard to not, not to, as Roush said, we're, we're making bad history right now. And, but all this stuff is fair. Um, I did say in the post game show, Roush, Unless Cal just wants to walk away, which I don't think is impossible, but unless Cal just wants to walk away, he ain't get. Mitch Barnhart's not firing him, right? Do you agree to that, or do you think no. there actually could be a if chance? Can
1: pay, if you can pay Jimbo Fisher a hundred million dollars to go away, or whatever it was, and you can find whatever it is to pay Cal to go away, so yeah, I disagree with that.
2: Well, okay, but I, I, again, it's not. I didn't say that they can't fire him. I said that Mitch Barnhart would not fire him. No, well, I, I, was, I, I wasn't. I, I, I don't. You think he would? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. You think Mitch Barnhart,
2: just knowing Mitch, would fire a Hall of Fame head coach that he has to pay $30 million to, give or take, whatever the actual number is. You I get, I, get, I agree get, with you that I think the money could be, like, I, you know, I don't think the money is a non-starter just off the jump right there. It is a huge number.
1: Especially when uh, your biggest benefactors haven't um, Cal hasn't been uh, in their good graces as of late. so um, but I, I think it's more so um, that that's probably Mitch's Mitch is financially responsible first. so that that would be the biggest hangup for it all. But I think from a personal relationship and the way the program has gone as of late, like I think Mitch has probably had it up to here. Right, like with I think
2: he's had I I don't disagree with that at all. And you know, I don't think he enjoys truthfully like firing anybody, but they're they haven't seen eye to eye for a couple of years. I don't think the relationship is like, you know, they they're mean to each other. I think they it's professional but just not as cordial as it was at a certain time. But he's a super loyal dude, he doesn't like firing people, he doesn't love spending money unnecessarily. I don't think he's going to do it. I I think he'd be like, I I think this would be the end all be all like, Hey Cal, if next year doesn't have the results, then you're getting older anyways. You may want to move on. But after 2025, it would be, you know, I think that that would be the conversation after this year. I would just be shocked. I really would be if UK moved on from Cal after this year, but Roush, you're, that, that's honestly one of the, the first counter-arguments I've heard to that. And you seem pretty confident with that, so I'm intrigued by that.
1: Yeah, and, and it's mostly just the um, – because going into this year, I know you're saying, well, maybe next year could be – this year has always been the make-or-break year. And um, I, even though I mentioned it a week or two ago that, like, you know, every season has its ebbs and flows and it's good and it's bad. Gonzaga's not – I mean – Gonzaga was not supposed to make the NCAA tournament. They were supposed to lose Kentucky, and we we gave them a lifeline. And well, I mean, it you know was it
2: was a quad, still a quad one loss, as as shocking as that is. But like that is true still, where it's not a terrible loss that kills you for Kentucky, but you're just. But that that's if you're like a bubble team. I mean, not if you're, and that's not what the expectation should be for UK. Yeah, so I. This was a make or break season for me, Roush, as well. I think for the fan base it was, but Mitch Barnhart always seems to lag a year behind the fan base. And we've, we, I mean, he does. Well, we, we've we got a lot of examples of
1: that. You know, like he's, he's still got box TVs in his house. He um, does. He, he, style. He's, uh, he's generally a top little, button. little, you know, you know what? He's, he's going to be holding on to that top button when it comes back in style. He's a couple leap years behind on fashion style.
2: Um, but, yeah. Hey, we got a leap year this year. People forget that.
1: People do forget that. Uh, but oh, to bring it back to this year, I think the because you're right. Like it, it has always been about March. But what's so discouraging is that they don't seem to be learning their lessons in end of game situations. Uh, the defense, it's it's not going to get better. Well, then make your offense better. That that's the 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 gap in logic I don't see there. And then you have the problem of having the best, the t- most difficult games on your schedule line ahead. And I know Auburn lost. They got their teeth kicked in on the road. Uh, that happens. Um, this loss wasn't a loss uh, for Kentucky in SEC play. But what was the other thing we wanted to have fun in March? Is Part of it's having fun at the SEC tournament. Well, they're probably going to be playing on Thursday. Like there's oh, yeah. Just, yeah, it, there's just a lot of just like, Uh, with all of this, that's so hard to to swallow and stomach. And again, you know, let's
2: get in the tournament at that point.
1: It's still a fun
2: offense as, as frustrating as these losses are, uh, you know, that they can cook and when they are cooking, it's, it's enjoyable to watch, but just didn't think we were going to be at this spot at this point in this season. And, it's, it's coaching, folks. Like, Cal can't control the injuries, and I, I hate that. I hate that for all of us. I mean, like, this just freaking stinks that UK is unable to play a healthy game, and all of the losses you can say if you had this player, maybe it's differently. And it just sucks, Roush, that, like, and it's not a coincidence, obviously, because it's just too large of a sample size to think that it could be. But if you have Trey Mitchell, a healthy Trey Mitchell and he's not it's it's not bad Trey Mitchell, it's good healthy Trey Mitchell. You probably win that game against Gonzaga. You know that's where you're getting torched inside. It's just your bigs are just make, getting looked being made to look silly by these Gonzaga bigs. Time and time again. And I just think if you have Trey Mitchell, a healthy Trey Mitchell really helps you in those areas from a rebounding standpoint, from he's not the best defender in the world. He'll get lost from time to time too. But I, I think it's a. You at least can make that argument, whether or not it's valid or not. I think that you could hear it out.
1: Yeah. Um, I who how do I say this nicely? What where was the air? Aaron Bradshaw. He was a top ten player in the class, and I think somebody had him ranked as the number one player in a while. I don't. Don't 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 really get it. I don't. I know. Maybe he's supposed to be a uh, stretch four and not, but I, I don't, I don't understand Aaron Bradshaw. There's just, there's just a lot of, yeah, a lot I get, of there. yeah, I'm get Yeah, i trying to be nice, but like, I just, when I watch him, I'm like, I just don't, I don't see it anymore. It's like when it's clicking for him, like when he's having a good game, what
2: does it even look like? You yeah. know, that, that road game at Florida, that final 10 minutes was good, but like, you know, what exactly was he doing uh, he, he was the help defender on the block that he had which good why haven't we seen more help defense blocks from him and then the shot he hit has he has he made it has he made a jump shot since that one like has no, he made a, so. has he made like a long three or a two a long two since since that one I'm not sure that he has I, you know you can't give up on the guy because one why would you but I, I do want when Kentucky if that ever does happen Cal said, on Tuesday that he thinks in a week or two, they would be at full strength. If you do get at full strength, please just do a do and Trey Mitchell as your four and five run more of that. And if you just get absolutely crushed inside, guess what? You're doing it anyways, but you're doing it with the people that are going to play the hardest that bring you the most potential on the offensive end. You know, I'm, You got to like these other fives are going to get minutes. I'm not saying you don't play them at all, but I would like to see a healthy dose of a do and tray at the five when you're able to get to that, when that day comes. But um, going back to my point, Roush, it's, it's coaching. It's just so much of it is like,
1: so so, so much of this
2: is the little things that just, you know, when, if you, if you've just got a huge, huge talent advantage, then then you can get away with not doing some of these little things. This team doesn't on the offensive side of the ball. They do, but defensively they're not good. So it, it levels that talent advantage playing field where you cannot come up short on going after rebounds, standing around on loose balls, not knowing what plays to run, or maybe running just it, dumb one in dead end plays at the end of the games. Like they did with that lob pass, uh, and then just consistently getting lost defensively. That, you, you can make a case, well, Cal's not out there. He can't go shove them where to guard. But why, are they, why is it mid-February and they still are getting lost on just simple, basic stuff that Gonzaga is doing time and time and time again and there's no adjustment to it?
1: They ball screen you to death. And like, that should be the, one of the first things you learn. learned. And I, I've had a – you know, you have your people that you text during the game. Right. Like, I know I feel like everybody probably has the one or two or three different that you kind of go in a rotation and you're just you're talking about the cats. And the one conversation I've consistently had with a friend of mine is just UK's ball screen defense over the years. They would either switch. I mean, how many times did Oscar look silly doing it last year? And it just, he just kept looking silly. Right. Can we, can we, can we just trap him or something? Like, can we just, do whatever to get it out of their hands. And then ever, like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't know how it's that difficult. Cause here's, here's the, the part of it, TJ, a lot of these guys, this is supposed to be the stop before you go to the NBA, right? Like that was what it was built on in the early one and done days. It's all they do in, in the NBA is pick and roll. Can we not, can we not figure that part out? I, 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 the answer would seem to
2: be no, but still a month left of the season. Uh, I just hate that it's like standing around three guys in an area, a Gonzaga dude comes flying in, grabs the board. It's like that oh. you cannot do. Yeah. And you did it against Tennessee, you made adjustments against Vandy, but it was par- probably just because it's Vandy and they're horrible. And then you come back against another halfway decent opponent and you just you do the same stuff. And that first half, early on, it was just painful. It was like what are you all doing? And they eventually figured out some of that stuff, which makes you think that like they can Grasp the concept of it. Just why can't they do it consistently? And then, if it's not one frustrating thing, it's the other. Roush. So like, they're not doing the little things in the first half, and then in the second half, defensively, they just can't seem to make one slight adjustment to stop Gonzaga one time. Um, that was so frustrating. But we got to take our last
1: break. I will to to cap off the effort, the energy. Like the, there's a lot of post game comments that you could get mad at or happy about. But I did love Adu's, um comments about. Hey, we gotta we gotta play for the name on the front of the jersey. We can't be getting out hustled, out efforted because ha- Br- Brad Nessler, It was it was nice getting the CBS treatment as a change-up from ESPN, and Brad Nessler's like just feels like every loose ball, fifty fifty ball is going Gonzaga's way. It's like yes, this is every single game, and you know what? Eventually, it's not just the ball bouncing the wrong way. It's an effort. It's an energy thing, and that 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 shouldn't be a problem. Uh, nope. And- it's it's time for them to play with their hair on fire, to play with a sense of urgency, and to get this ship straightened out because we can't we can't take it anymore. We can't take it.
2: Now, anything short of a blowout win uh, against Soul Miss Tuesday will be beyond concerning. You're right, hair on fire time. One final segment of Kentucky roll call. We're going to be reading the grab and go Texers when we return here on KRC. Every time loser, it's all behind me now.
1: Time loser, it's all behind now. Name is Kevin. Yeah. That is my name. Yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Cause that's my name. Roll Roll call. Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back in. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, roll Justin Kalen, TJ Walker. Dealing with a little technical difficulties right now. Scoots. I had lots of chips last night. From Salsaritas? Salsaritas, it's simply the best. They've got the most wildly addictive chips. They've got the freshest salsas. Whether you like mild like Scoots or super duper spicy like me. Medium. They got you covered. Fresh guacamole, fresh queso at either one of their two locations. Download the app before you go, and you'll save some money at Salsarita's. I I had a friend bring over a hot salsa, too. No, a hot sauce, I should say. That's from the Hot Ones show. And he's like, it's the hottest. You want to try it? And I was like, you know what? I think I might. But then I I looked at him. I was like, this is going to ruin my night, won't it? He's like, yeah. Yeah, it probably will. You probably shouldn't. What was it called? I don't know, but it is like oh. a nuclear duper, super duper. He was like it, it's it's like 20 minutes of feeling uncomfortable. So uh, I but you know what? If I know anybody that could handle it, it would be the sports talker, TJ Walker. Could you and do then, the hot ones challenge? Yeah, you yeah, could. Would. I couldn't.
0: We we'd be on the first one and I'd be crying. He'd be like get off my stage.
1: Yeah, I I think I could do a good job of like keeping up for a while. Um, the the part The problem is, is you you know you try drinking water and milk and stuff, and then you just get bloated and you know you feel uncomfortable. So I, I'm I'm pretty decent at uh, at, at handling my spice, um, which spicy wings, so good. Uh, just I, I Super Bowl man, it was that was the perfect. Having the food and the drinks and the football, it was a great flusher from a bad basketball game. Um and it that sucked. That was no fun, but we do need to read some of your texts on the Thornton's text line, five zero two, four one four, fourteen fifty. Scoots, do we got any good grab and go textures in there? Uh in yeah, the there's
0: there's several grab and goes. Let me just start from the bottom here. I,
1: I, I've, got, yeah, I've got the
0: grab and go too when
2: we're ready, but Scoots, go ahead.
0: Okay. I'll just read the first one, then I'll let you take over here. How about that? Uh, Plumley Bro2 text in says, who would you all like us to go for after post-cal slash realistic prediction? We all know Barnhart is too afraid to make a risky hire, and we'll botch the <laughs> heck out of it.
2: Yeah, he will. Uh, I, I won't have great confidence in him doing anything. Anything reinventing the wheel, he he will not do. And you're right. I think you you summed it up perfectly, Plumley Bro2. Uh, it'll be, it'll be Drew will be the first call. He may be into it. He may not. The interesting thing will be is if he is not uh, where.
1: Drew. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the, the, the million billion dollar question. Cause we don't, we don't know. It's, we don't know a lot of options, but there are plenty that have interesting
2: backgrounds that you don't know how Barnhart would feel about. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this and it's not going to, be at Kentucky, but wherever Will Wade's next big job will be, he will go to Final Fours and he will win there. And I think Roush win UK when that day comes, and let's hope this UK basketball team turns it around, figures it out, makes a big March run, and Cal wins three straight national championships at UK, although I don't think anybody's really expecting those things to happen. But there's going to be an expectation from the recruiting standpoint where if like the next coach comes in – And his first recruiting class, I think Kentucky fans maybe could be patient for a year, but like if it's not, if we're not excited about the roster heading into the season, it's going to be tough for that guy. So, Will Wade would recruit at a level very similar to Cal at Kentucky. So, if you're wanting a, a similar transition there, and I think he's a great X and O's coach, some people disagree with that. I think he's really, really good, but he would recruit well. He would do the X's and O's well. There's a 0% chance Mitch Barnhart would ever consider hiring him.
1: Nope, nope. And and you know what? It will be nice to care about recruiting again because – People just haven't really cared about basketball recruiting in 10 years.
2: That that won't be nice. I, what you're saying is probably true, but the reason we don't care about it is because you just automatically Give assume it. it's going to be the best of the best. Right, right, but you're right. Exactly. You're right. It could be a point where it's like, oh, no, now I need to pay attention to this four-star. Are we going to get him? Which I don't want that. To, like Kentucky should always still be able to recruit the best of the best. You're it Kentucky. So like it's,
1: it's, uh, it's Kentucky, you should be in the mix for the best players in the country.
2: It should always be one of the top three nil setups possible. So, you know, if this comes down to dollar and cents, it just should be, I'm going to go play for Kentucky. Um, But we'll we'll, we'll see when that day comes if those things remain true. But as of right now, Kentucky's getting the best of the best, and you're not seeing the best of the best results. Far from it. And that's just, you can't have that. You can't have it. Another texter. By the way, Rash, did you comment on the the desales Saint X game
1: from Friday? I I know that seems like a while ago. Uh, It was a while ago. It was a long time ago. You all have a good team. And we, my Colts, uh, had the lead late, let it slip away. uh, Never heard that story from one of my teams before. Um, But X is good. I didn't realize that they've only lost to one in-state team the entire year, and that was the second time they played Trinity. So – uh, no pressure, no no pressure at all. You should they play mail tonight? Yeah, the Walker versus Corey Price fight. I'm it's at Saint X, I think, right, Scoots?
0: No, it's oh, at, at mail. Yep.
1: Oh, Ooh. But X is really good, and they got a kid that is built like a forward. But he was he was guarding to sales as point guard, who's one of the better point guards in the state. And I'm not like I'm being a judge there. Damon King's very good, talented, and he was just. I mean, this kid's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, built like a football player and just wore his ass out, like, the whole night. And by the end of it, he was cramping. He was tired. Um, that kid's good. Jeremiah Jackson, really good ball player. He's got an offer from Cincy and somewhere else. So, he's, he's a good ball player.
2: Nice. Well, yeah, it was a good game. Glad the the Tigers won. And, uh, yeah, stinks for you, Nick Roush. A text on the Thornton Sex line says... I bet if I speak to my boss like Travis Kelsey does to his, I'd also get more opportunities in my job.
1: That was pretty think, crazy. Or would, you
0: get,
1: or would you get fired? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. People yell at each other quite a bit, but that was – like those things happened. That, that one did feel a little bit more over the top than usual, but also like working relationships. Uh, we see that with Izzo all the time, right, where like there's like a – back and forth and people are like i can't believe he did that and it's like well they they do that quite a bit
2: yeah if you win andy Reid, he's not going to care in the absolute slightest like we won that was at the end of the day that's what i care most about if you lose probably like hey in the future maybe we don't we don't do that on national tv there's there's more productive ways to get your point across but who cares all's well that ends well a texter says on the Thornton's text line. I know you guys aren't trying to avoid talking about your loser kitten cats, are you? Unfortunately, we can't avoid it as much as as much as we may want to, buddy. I promise you, we're gonna we're gonna be talking and texting about them. Um, this person has texted in after every UK loss, and there's been a lot of them.
1: Yeah, so yeah.
2: but thank you for listening to the big X. Great local programming all day here. And we'll we'll talk about UK as much as it it can stink. Mahomes is a different category, excuse me, now historically. Him, Montana, Brady, I may be missing someone, but he is playing at a historic level. Also, him being 9-2 and two in the postseason when trailing by 7 or more at the half is nuts. Then the Cats are now and must-win on Tuesday. Sheesh, and that's from Dylan. They absolutely are. I cannot imagine what Rupp Arena would sound like, 9 o'clock game, if you lose to Ole Miss. The Boo Birds would be out. It would not be a pleasant sight. So let's hope that doesn't happen. But we'll talk more about that game tomorrow. And yeah, Mahomes is obviously in that category. I People always get on me about my Rogers take. Rogers still throws a better, he, not still, maybe not at this exact moment. But Rogers at his prime was the best passer of a football in the history of the sport. Doesn't mean he's the best quarterback of all time. People get have a tough time kind of differentiating those two. Other quarterbacks have much more impressive resumes than than Rodgers, including Patrick Mahomes. But yes, I, if I needed somebody to lead me a two minute drill, i would still taking peak Rodgers over peak Mahomes over peak Brady. Um, you name it, I'm, I'm taking Rodgers over over those guys. But that being said, Mahomes is now. Who would have thought that like you could get another quarterback that could be in the Tom Brady conversation, and then
1: before Tom Brady even hang, hanged it up, hung it up, hung it up. But uh, but Brady did beat Mahomes at a Super Bowl. Which... He did. He did. But you,
2: there's no reason Mahomes couldn't be doing 10 more years of this. I mean, he won't. There's going to be a law of averages here. But, like, there's no reason it couldn't happen. The, the He's only 28. One...
1: The There was part of this game, too, where Mahomes was getting hit. And, I mean, Chase Young had a sack like that. It, it was it was starting to kind of feel like that, that Super Bowl that they lost to the Bucks. Uh, I thought they were going to let it slip away, but nope, got it done. Well, the got 49ers gave them
2: every – left the door open time and time again. And our Chiefs fan, local John. Congrats, John. Happy for you. Good morning, everyone. How about those Chiefs? By gosh, the new OT and timeout situation was crazy on that final touchdown. Everybody was so confused. But teams' defense played great. Right now, Patrick's the best QB in the league, and Andy Reid's the best coach. Do you all agree? Side note: I still love the Cats. Nothing but good vibes. We'll bounce back this week. We got to go talk to you later. Oh gosh, John, that's another thing. Is that like this? You this this fall for UK basketball has been horrible. But even last week, Rash, we were like just a two and week. You'll get back in the top fifteen. Everything will be okay. And then. You don't do a stupid lob play, and maybe that's, at the end of the day, what we're talking about. Hey, they got a 2-0 yeah. week. They're going to be inside the top 15, but you do the stupid lob play. You lose the game. There's plenty of other reasons they lost that game, and then now it's like, uh, I, I think they'll drop out of the top 25. I don't think it's impossible. They could be, like, 25th, but great googly moogly, like, Ah, it was so simplistic. Even after a terrible 0-2 week losing to Florida and Tennessee, you just needed to not blow a game at home against Gonzaga. And you could survive all – like, you could still survive all this. That's the thing we got to keep remembering. This team still needs to play healthy. I'm such a broken record on that. But, good. like, Roush, it was – we weren't asking for much. It was a bad Gonzaga team, or an average Gonzaga team. Yeah. Kentucky should For, for their right. standards, a bad Gonzaga team. On the scale of college basketball, they're an, they're an average team. I mean, they're an average team. They're a team that you'd play in the first round of the tournament, and they just beat you in your home gym because they wanted it more. Keith, he says, look at this bet that I made yesterday before the game. Kansas City Chiefs to be behind during the final two minutes and win. Only plus 1,300. That's such terrible odds. That being said, Keith. Congrats to you for betting it and winning it and happy for you, but plus 1300 on like that specific of a probably crazier juice. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 2000 at minimum, but way to go, Keith. That's a big payday. Congrats. A texter says, I don't understand people complaining about playing Rob Moore in the second half. The dude is great, but the offense was already rolling. They needed help guarding the paint and getting rebounds. Rob doesn't help there much. And fans have belly moaned about Cal pulling people too often and not letting the guys on the floor get in the groove. He does it Saturday, and he gets crucified for it. There's plenty of things to complain about on Cal's coaching, but that one doesn't make much sense to me. Well, again, when you lose games, you're going to take criticism. If you win games, people are going to be okay with it. If the law play works... While risky, and I still don't like it, we're talking about man—that's a genius play to be able. But it didn't work,
1: and it and you it would have only tied the game too. Like, that, and it that. made you look
2: silly doing it with the way that it didn't work, which is always on the table as well. I also, texter to your point, I kind of agree with your sentiment that the offense wasn't why things went down the way that they did on Saturday. It's their lack of what of the adjustments on the defensive end. So the Dillingham stuff. It is weird. It's a probably a bad look for Cal. I don't think that's the reason you lost the game specifically, but it is just it's a weird look when you got a guy who's surging in the draft and you're not playing him. But I, your overall sentiment texture, I do agree with for what it's worth.
1: The the, the overall point is is that in Gary Daniel Hager tweeted out a clip of Gary Parish talking about it. It's like bad defense doesn't. Force you to sit out your top level scores in basket, like if, NBA, high school. If the guy sucks at defense, you still play him because he's that good of a scorer. And yes, the offense was good, but it wasn't good enough. You needed to score ninety points to win. That that it, hey, it, I mean, there's there's truth to that too. Yeah. So the
2: offense the offense could have been better, but like while you were watching that game unfold, though, you weren't you weren't pulling your hair out because of what the offense was doing. You were pulling what your hair out just
1: and, well, the first, and then, oh, yeah. first half was bad because Cal was doing his thing where he was playing guys all the time. and So that's part of where you are, right, Texter? But it's just like, hey, I'm good with that if you're just playing these really good guards who are really, really good. Um, because I think it is clear um, if you're going to make any adjustments, it's you've got to score 95, 100 points a game because your defense just can't, can't really do much of anything, especially against big teams, big physical teams.
2: The const, the constant shifting of lineups needs to stop. Shirley Cow knows his best players. If not, that's troubling. The flurry of substitutions in the first half against Gonzaga smacked of panic. Here's the, the substitution stuff. Like again, if you win, nobody cares about it, but people are probably thinking, this is why we're losing, which very well could be a, a, a reason why Kentucky's losing. The only spot where there needs to be at all potential shuffling of lineups consistently is at the five spot. But the guards, we know who the guards are. You don't expect everybody to be able to play 40 minutes, so there's going to be some substitutions. We, we, we understand that. We need to do on the floor as much as his body will allow him to be. He'll still get lost defensively, but once he's kind of locked in, he, you need him in there. He does a lot of good things. And then it should just be the five position. It, it, Roush, as I said earlier, I want them to start to limit – those fives just all together i want more trey mitchell when he comes back and a do and i just want you to play a little bit smaller but i'm all right kind of rotating different fives in because they all are underwhelming at different times Uh, or they all will kind of do something nice that you're like all right i need to leave them on the floor and they just picked up another foul now we got to do another one that's the only spot where there should be somewhat frequent rotations and hopefully the game there will be some games where you don't have to worry about that. But I agree with the texture. The other positions, we know who the guys are that need to be out there. Um, anything else is just getting a little too cute with it. Another texture says, I became an old man until last night. Let me get this straight. Hardman catches a game winner, so we pan to Taylor Swift's reaction in two seconds. I wish there was a camera time prop. Another texture says, I agree with Scoots. It was an awkward hug between them.
0: Thank you, Texter. It's just a hug. Now nah, it was a close boyfriend-girlfriend type hug. Not good. Although,
2: like, all of Usher's songs are, like, about how, I, you know, I wish I was with somebody that I'm not with.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I realized watching. That. I was like, man, he really does have, like, that's all of his music. We're getting the other baby's room ready, for, like, prep for paint, and I was just listening to
2: Usher songs to get me in the mood. And I was like, oh my, all these songs are... <laughs> like just him wanting to be with somebody else or being with somebody else and getting them pregnant and then having to tell the other person about it. Uh, another texter says, "Top 5 reasons Kelsey was upset with Reed. 5, he only does commercials with Mahomes. 4, Reed told Kelsey he was he had the wrong socks on. 3, Mahomes called shotgun. 2, Reed was hitting on Taylor. 1, Reed ate the nuggies off his plate." That's from Steve. It's almost like a David Letterman, uh, you know, top five sort of list. <laughs> all right, we're out of time. We're going to talk plenty more U.K. basketball. We've got all these texts. We'll do our best to get to them. Keep them coming in, though. We love seeing them. We're just a little modest two-hour radio show. Let's see if the Cats can figure it out. We'll fi- We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call I'm Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, oh, Justin
1: drunk. Kidd. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be